Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we don't take this lightly, but we thank God for the opportunity because God is working it out for the good of those who love the Lord. And right now, whatever you're going through, whatever is on your mind, whatever is laying heavy on your heart, God is concerned with it right now. I believe that he's working it out for the good of those who love the Lord. Give it over to God right now, whether it be a joy or worry or concern, give it to him and let him fight your battle. As we come into this love month, as we recognize February as Black History Month and the Love Month, there are some scriptures in the Bible that can let us know that Jesus cares for us. You're not in this by yourself. You're not alone in your walk. Uh, Jesus was right there with you when you went to lay down to sleep last night. And you had that worry on your mind about your child, of your parent, your financial situation, your health and your strength and your job and all those things that sometimes come across our mind. There's someone who cares. He cares for you right now. Don't ever doubt that Jesus doesn't care for you. Because the scripture tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, cast all your cares upon him, for he cared for you. Isaiah 46 and 4 says, I am your God and will take care of you until you are old and your hair is gray. I made you and will care for you. I will give you, you help and rescue you. All oh, these scriptures right here reaffirm us and uh, console us and let us know that we have somebody who's with us. Greater is he that's in us than he as in the world. When you pray, your prayers are being heard by God. When you fast, your dedication is being seen by God. When you call on the name of God, he hears your voice. And he shows up right in the nick of time. May not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Oh, there's been many people who have struggled struggled for years, but God brought them through. Don't give up on God because he hasn't given up on you. Just keep the faith. Keep moving and walking in the name of Jesus for his love remain steadfast for you today. And in Matthew's gospel, the 26th chapter, 36 to 44, it tells us about Jesus being our cupbearer. In the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, the 40th chapter, we hear about a young man by the name of Joseph. Um, Joseph has been lied on and they lied on him and he ended up having to go to the jail cell. And he entered the jail cell and he became close with one that was a baker for the king and a cupbearer for a king. The cupbearer would drink the cup before the king did to make sure it wasn't poison. 
before the king would drink it for his own satisfaction. The baker for the king would bake the bakery for the king and the bread and the cakes for his table. And both of them were in jail with Joseph. And they made a covenant agreement. They said, if we ever get out of here and get back in the presence of the king, we're going to bring each other's name up because we all are in here, not of our own desire, but he can release us from out of jail. And all Joseph was being put in jail for because he was doing the right thing. He was a dreamer. He could interpret dreams. And he told him, if, if you're ever in the king's presence and he has a dream, remember me. And I can interpret that dream for him. Well, the baker and the cupbearer were released from jail. And it was two years later that the cupbearer remembered Joseph. And he told the king, there's a man in jail, a Hebrew that could interpret your green dream, um, king. He, he has the ability to do it, and he's pretty accurate. And Joseph was brought up in front of the king, and he interpreted the king's dream correctly and saved the nation, even his own people. And Joseph was elevated to the second in command of all of Egypt, from the jail cell to the second in command of the whole nation, and even kept his own family alive, the ones that had sold him into slavery, kept him alive to do God's will. But it was the cupbearer that remembered Joseph. And Jesus in Matthew 26 chapter, 36 to the 44th verse. Jesus is praying to his father saying, Lord, remove this cup from me. He's getting ready to go to the cross the next day to pay the sin debt for our sins. And he goes into the garden of Gethsemane and he takes Peter, James, and John with him, but they're full from the Passover meal and, and the communion and they fall asleep and Jesus is weighing heavy because he has a heavy load on him, knowing what's about to happen to him in his life, how he will be abused and beaten and put on a cross to die, nails in his hands and feet and piercing in his side because he knew that he had to pay the sin debt for man. But he goes to his father and prays and says, Lord, if you could just remove this cup from me, Take it away and let man be saved. In verse number 39 of Matthew's gospel, 26th chapter, he says, And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. Verse 40 says, he came into his disciples and finding them asleep and said to Peter, what, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray. The flesh is weak because they are eaten, but the spirit was willing. He goes off a little further. And in verse number 42, he falls down a second time, Jesus. And Jesus said, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, 
that thy will be done. So he asked the father a second time to take the cup away. And then in verse number 44, Jesus goes a little further. He says, and he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Can you take this cup away from me? This cup represents something. Let Jesus be your cup bearer. He prayed for you in the Garden of Gethsemane that you would not have to drink the cup of death. The cup that the cup bearer in the book of Genesis, he would drink the cup before the king did to make sure that the cup was all right to drink. So he would drink the poison first so the king could stay alive. Jesus drunk your cup of death because the penalty for sin was death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. And Jesus says, let me have your cup. Let me drink the death that you should have had so that you can live forever. See, the cup that Jesus drunk for us is the cup of redemption. He drunk the cup of death so we can live for him forever. And now all you have to do is just carry your cup and give it to Jesus. Oh, we have cups of sickness in our life that we have to drink from. Poverty sometimes, in need, a lack of. We have problems that are cups in our lives that we have to drink from. Sicknesses and, and pain and heartache. But we have to bear our cross and follow Jesus. But Jesus is saying, I drunk the cup for you. I carried your sorrows to the cross. I carried your trouble, your heartache, and your pain, your misery, your shame, your past. I carried it to the cross. Now you're free to be a child of God, free to love one another, free to do God's will, free to praise and to worship me like never before. I endured your death, drunk your cup, for you could have a free life to enjoy your relationship with your father. He prayed three times, asking the father, can you just remove this cup away? But the cup could not be removed because the cup was a cup of death. The payment for sin. You have three people watching you and three people there caring for you and working it out in your life. In Psalm 91 and 11, it says the angels protect us. So you have angels that are around you, protecting you. God cares for you. In John 14 and 26, the Bible says the second thing that you have is the Holy Spirit. It's there to comfort you. You're not by yourself. God cares for you. In Romans 8 and 34, it says that Jesus is interceding on our behalf. That's the third entity that you have that's caring for you and working it out on your behalf. You have the angels protecting you. You have the Holy Spirit to comfort you. 
and you have Jesus interceding for you in front of his father. And the Holy Spirit will also intercede, the Bible says. So you have three working with you. You're never alone because God cares for you. If you ever doubt that God doesn't care for you, just think about what he did on the cross of Calvary. He suffered, bled, and died for your sins. Took your cup of death and removed a cup from you, but endured your hardship so that you could place your cup on him once again. When life gives you a cup of sickness that you have to drink from, a cup of trouble that you have to drink from, a cup of poverty, a cup of pain, hand it over to Jesus because Jesus took it to the cross. And the same way Adam ate something and took it in that he should not have, the last act that Jesus did on the cross was said, I thirst. And he took in bitter vinegar, the Bible says, and then said, it's finished. What the first man took in, Jesus took it in for us, all the bitterness of this world. Let Jesus be your cupbearer. Let him be your life and strength. There may be somebody today who may not know Jesus, but we're going to offer Christ to you right now. If you believe, say this prayer along with me. Repent of your sins first and ask for forgiveness. Let us pray. Father, forgive me, for I know not what I do. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary for my sin. I repent of my sins, things I did known and unknown. Wash me, cleanse me, and create in me a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. I believe he gave the Lord's Supper, next day died on the cross for my sins, placed in a borrowed tomb for three days. But early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand, I believe. Now he's interceding on our behalf at the right hand of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Lord, we love you. We're praying for you. God loves you too. And remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.